Don Show is brought to you by, in part, Ron and Don. They are both licensed brokers at Windermere. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 306 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. And don't forget, if you need our buyer book, our player book, uh, just go to our website. It's called Ron and Don Sit Down. Because not only do we do radio, but we are licensed brokers at Windermere. Yeah, you can just email me directly and I can send you out one of those guides. This is a really interesting time of the year, I think, especially for buyers. So if you've been thinking and watching all the news stories over the summer and like, ah, that seems crazy. It's a tiny bit less crazy right now. So give me, a, give me an email. Yeah, in fact, you just took one down and... You took it down for less than the unit next door had sold for, probably almost $20,000 less. Well, and less than their asking price. So you've seen all these stories about uh, everything getting 60 offers and going hundred grand over. I uh, just took down thing on Queen Anne, one of the most sought-after neighborhoods, really in the United States of America, and uh, we did it for less than list price. So yep. uh, give me an email, and we'll, we'll strategize with you. There you go. All right. Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don show, uh, I don't, do you eat hot dogs? Are you a hot dog person? Uh, I will have a hot dog every now and then. Of I course. like a hot dog, and I found out what I really like is the condiments. In fact, if you just gave me the bun with condiments without the hot dog, especially with the relish and onions in there and sweet peppers, I might just eat a condiment. Uh, now, uh, when you say burger. hot dogs, does this also include bratwurst? Does it include sausages? Hey, the reason, like we'll, the standard, we'll get to it. We'll ballpark, to it. as 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 uh, they used to say on on uh, Thirty Rock, ballpark franks. <laughs> Is this a standard ballpark frank? Like, I don't know if I'm thanks, if Tracy I'm down Moore. with that. You know what? Uh, the I reason, want a ballpark frank. Yeah, the reason why we're talking about it, they're saying there's certain foods now. That will add years to your life, and evidently a hot dog's not one of those. So we're going to talk about that. Also, we want to talk about this. Apple and Facebook kind of going at it, and yet they're two companies that need each other. It's all over privacy. And in fact, the other day, I went to actually to actually uh, decide, I, I decided I'm going to wipe out all the cookies I wasn't even sure what cookies were. And then I started reading this story about cookies. And I decided I'm going to go erase all my cookies. I couldn't believe the amount of people and companies that were following me around when I erased those cookies. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, it's been some time now, about a week now, the time that you're listening to this, where it's been determined that the FDA now has come forward and said, yeah, the Pfizer jab, that's a good one. We approve it. Uh, it is safe. And so the president has jumped on that. And we see a lot of politicians around the country now, uh, even some Republicans jumping in and saying, hey, you should go out there. You should get the jab. Even Donald Trump a few days ago at a rally was booed for encouraging people to go out and get the jab. After he was booed, uh, he backed up a little bit and said, you know what? Uh, I think it works. I think the vaccine works. It might work. It seems to be working. And so he kind of encourage people to go out and and to get this this vaccine. Uh, President Biden seems to think that this is a game changer. 
I don't know. I still scratch my head. One of my really good friends that I actually climbed Mount Rainier with, uh, her and I were were sharing on uh, some comments on Facebook with each other the other day. And, and the bottom line is, no matter what you tell her, she just believes that people like us that are in the media are lying to people like you, and you are not going to unchange her mind. So no matter what you say, no matter what anybody else says, there, there's a conspiracy out there that a lot of people believe that those of us in the media are using are using this vaccine for mind control. And it's not just a couple crazy people that think this, Ron. A lot of people think this. And in fact, now in the majority of a lot of states in the South, yeah, in Louisiana, 48 people just died of COVID-19 in Louisiana. They have more cases right now than they've ever had. And one of the issues is they are still way below 50% in that state of anyone getting their first shot. Well, I don't think this FDA thing is going to make a huge difference and a little bit of a different reason than what you said. I've been racking my brain to try and figure out, crack this code of why people aren't vaccinated. And so I've been having a lot of conversations, but it was a video. There's two things that happened, and give me a second to wind this up, because I think hopefully I can stick the landing. Two things happened to me uh, that, that gave me a little insight and a little revelation that maybe will connect with people. One was this video that the New York Times just did. And so if you haven't seen it, just go to the, the, the failing New York Times. They sent a reporter to the least vaccinated county in America, and it is in the Ozarks. They have the lowest vaccination rate, and they also concurrently have one of the highest uh, infection rates uh, in America. And, and one of the best uh, shows the on, on Netflix, shows. though. That's Correct. a great show. So even in the, among hospital employees, the vaccination rate is less than 50%. So they send this reporter down there, and he's he sets up the video, and we have this shot, the drone shots of the Ozarks and all this stuff. So he goes to the hospital, and he's interviewing people in the ICU dying of COVID. And so there's one particular man, I believe his name is Christopher. He has a re- he's on a ventilator, so the, he's doing the interview in his bed. Tubes coming out all over the place. Ventilators on. He can't even take the ventilator off to answer the questions from the New York Times. The reporter, the cameraman, everybody is in full like uh, hazmat gear, and the doctors in full hazmat gear. So he's asking this guy about getting vac- vaccinated and if he should have gotten vaccinated, and just normal questions of like, "Hey, the doctors, you know, you're hit and miss here." What do you, what would you say to people about vaccines? What what do you what, do you regret not getting the vaccine? Just you know basic questions you would ask. And this guy on his deathbed still wouldn't flip. And so he identified so strongly with the notion of the government can't tell me what to do. I'm an American. I'm free. And uh, and then the the end of the video, I think it's about 7 minutes long. It says nine days after this taping, Christopher died from COVID. Hmm. And so I had that video fresh in my mind as I went on my morning walk today. And on my morning walk, I like to listen to this mindfulness app that I, that I subscribe to uh, from Sam Harris waking up. And so I was listening to one of the guest speakers on this app. And so he's talking about whatever you identify with, the more you identify with it, the more you hold on to it tightly, the more of an impact that has on your psyche. 
And so the, the, the thing that he was talking about is like in America, if we're constantly hanging on to like, you have to be young and you have to look youthful and you have to, he's like, we're all going to die. So the more you resist the fact that your body is aging and you resist the fact that you got a wrinkle around your eye and you resist the fact he's like, the more you identify with those things, the more you're going to suffer because nothing is stopping that train. And so he's like, if you want to reduce suffering, accept life as it is. You are aging. You're going to die. I'm going to die. That, that, that's a pretty popular thing in like, uh, you know, the mindfulness and stoic thing and stuff. So I'm, I'm reflecting on that message. And then the two things came together as I finished my walk. There are millions of Americans that have hung their identity on this notion that America is the greatest country in the world. I'm a patriot. And what a patriot means is that you can't tell me what to do. I am a free human being. I'm a free entity that can move around this planet, and I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's the American way. Nobody controls me, and they've built their identity. or That's their core belief. They've built their identity, and they hang their identity on that. So when it becomes assaulted by what in their mind is big government or technology or whatever that's they can't accept it because their identity won't accept that they believe in this thing so hard that it the facts don't matter the science doesn't matter the fda approval doesn't matter because in their mind to remain free i need to resist anyone trying to control me you can't tell me what to do a true patriot true freedom is is not bowing my knee to any authority. And when I saw these people literally go to their death and not recognize that, Hey, I got that one wrong. That's when it crystallized for me. They've identified, they've, they've accepted this concept, which I don't believe is true. Uh, that reality doesn't support that concept, but they've accepted it so thoroughly that they cannot give it up because if they give it up, their whole identity sort of cracks wide open. That's really interesting. You think about Phil Valentine, for instance, uh, who was a radio host on the right in the South out of Tennessee, uh, who recently in the last week passed away from COVID-19. And he was making bank. He was making a lot of money by going on the radio and slapping science around. And then they say on his deathbed that he encouraged, the family said he was encouraging everyone to get vaccinated. I, I don't know if that's true because he didn't come out and say that. He didn't write anything. The family's framing that. And, and, and he and was writing that, parody songs about the vaccine. Yeah, and, and I think I, I, he, and he's, he himself is, is responsible, I would imagine, for people dying because they, they want to die on that hill with, with Phil Valentine. I think three really interesting things about this whole thing. Number one, they say one of the most unvaccinated groups of people, and we keep hearing it's black people. It's not. It's Hispanic people, lots of Hispanics, especially in the South. Uh, and there's a, there, there's a real issue in the Hispanic community. And then also in the white community and in the white male evangelical community. And you talk about control. If you're a white evangelical uh, and I grew up in the Catholic and then the evangelical church, and you don't want to be controlled. The evangelical movement is one of the most controlling movements that you could ever be a part of. And, and the church tells you what to do with your money. 
Uh, they tell you what to do with your life. They tell you what to do in your relationships. And if you don't do those things, a lot of times you can end up getting excommunicated from a church. One of my friends, Ryan Meeks, used to do a church on the east side, a mega church. Uh, and he just walked away from that church because the way that the church didn't embrace the LGBT community. And he said, as a pastor of thousands and thousands of people, this mega church on the east side, I not only wanted to include that community in our church, but I wanted to include them in leadership. And the evangelical movement said no. And a lot of people within that church said no. It's so controlling, right? As a result of that, he ended up walking away and he started a ministry now uh, dealing with people that have been involved in the evangelical movement uh, and, and, and they want out. He started a, a counseling ministry that he's doing now. So, so number one, that's real interesting. The other thing that I see a lot of people say online when it comes to the vaccine is if you don't stand up for yourself as a patriot, then you are a sheep and you're supposed to be a lion. And you see a guy named Dan Borgionio who has led this movement. He's selling a lot of these T-shirts. He's made millions of dollars uh, off of sharing this message. And I finally asked one of my friends the other day, I said, why, why do you wear that hat and why do you make fun of people that are sheep? I said, you're an evangelical Christian, aren't you? She goes, yeah, I go to church every weekend. I said, do you, do you know what Jesus called himself besides Jesus? He called himself the shepherd when he would tell parables. And he would compare himself and God to being a shepherd. And you know what you're called to be? You're called to be in the evangelical Bible that you believe in. You are called to be a sheep. You're not called to be a lion. You're called to be a sheep, and he's the shepherd. So that I don't I don't really get. And, and then you think about patriots. And I ask my friends that are kind of anti-vax and evangelical, and we're supposed to be lions. I said, who are some of the greatest patriots of all time? And so we talked about that. I said, wouldn't you agree with me that, that the men and women that died in World War II were maybe, we call them the greatest generation? Oh, yeah, they were great patriots. What made them great? Well, what made them great is they went over to Europe and we put a boot in Hitler's ass. Do you know that many of those young men, when you go to Normandy and you walk through the graveyard, the, 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 you will see graveyards of kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old. Do you think they had a choice about going? Or do you think that in order to be a patriot, you had to go? I said, you had to go. During Vietnam, you had to go. It was expected that you were going to go, and if you didn't go, you'd be forced to go. But going back to World War II, many of these men, many of these young boys that died had never even been out of their own state, let alone their own city, and now you are sent to a foreign land, and you are told to get out of that Higgins boat and go kill somebody. And the United States government knew at that time, even at Normandy, that one in three, one of those three, one in three of those soldiers, those Marines, those airmen that landed, they were prepared for them to die, right? And that was the government making those decisions. So how can you be one of the greatest patriots in the world to be controlled by the United States government, to be sent to a foreign land, to go be part of the 101st Airborne and to jump out of a plane, you had to jump twice and then boom, you jumped. And the bottom line is this, if you consider them the greatest patriots of all time, the greatest patriots, those great patriots were absolutely controlled, not only by the U.S. government and, 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 and really by all those allies that forced them out into that field and said, hey, chances are you're going to die today 
and now go ahead and jump. So yeah, so I I hope it makes there's going to be a group in the middle that's not hardcore that the FDA approval will maybe tip the scale for them to get vaccinated. But the the hardcore fringes of this movement that are shouting down school board meetings, this is this is going to do nothing. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side, you guys. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, right, seriously. Guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. As you just heard we're licensed brokers at Windermere. And our clients really become our friends. And congratulations to Ali and Emmy, who just got married on the other side of the pond over in the UK. Hello. Yeah, that's awesome for them. I've been super excited. Yeah, and, and I've been helping him demo his house. And she is an architect, so she's helping to put it all back together as we tear things apart. But it's been a really fun journey, and it's really been fun just getting closer to them, becoming friends. We're now neighbors, so uh, chances are we become clients and we become friends for a lifetime. Go to runandonsitdown.com right now if you need us as a friend or you think about becoming a client if you need help buying, selling, or you just have uh, some questions. Anyway. Coming up here, we're still going to talk about hot dogs and whether we should be eating those to add years to our life or we'll take minutes away. Uh, I wonder. Uh, And there's also foods out there that uh, will supposedly add lots of time to your life. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I find this very interesting. I was reading this uh, kind of this privacy fight between Facebook, who takes a lot of our information and uses uses it to follow us around and sell us stuff, right? And everybody thought maybe Facebook would become a fad, and it really hasn't. And when you look at the advertising power, and one of the reasons uh, Facebook has so much money when it comes to advertising is because of their pitch. You know, a lot of times when we were on the radio, uh, you you couldn't 
craft a message that you wanted specifically to go toward someone that's 18 to 34 that lives in Bellevue that wears Gucci shoes and likes to shop at room and board and lives in a home that's worth over a million dollars on the radio and on the TV side. We don't know that. So advertisers would spend money and then we would just throw a message out there and you figure you throw out enough hooks. Uh, Hopefully at some point you'll catch some fish and you'll make some sales as I kind of mix the metaphors here. But when you look at Facebook, what they're able to do is to really target that person that makes over a million dollars, that happens to live in Bellevue, that they know buys Gucci because they bought a Gucci purse online, and they're able to follow them around. So for a lot of advertisers around there, that becomes very interesting to them. And it's one of the reasons why we've seen a lot of money leave the TV side and the radio broadcast side, and we're seeing a lot of this money now introduced on platforms like Facebook. And also a lot of social influencers that are being hired to go out and talk product. Uh, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian being two of the great ones, right? So, so anyway, as, I, as I'm reading this, and Apple wants to kind of slap Facebook around right now for saying, hey, when you embed these cookies, you should warn people and you should let them know. And, and Facebook doesn't want to do that. They want to remain neutral because a lot of times they know that we'll say no about having people follow us around. So I got done reading this story the other day. I went on uh, into my own computer and I looked online into the cachet of all the cookies and all the things I guess that I have said yes to uh, since I got this computer about a year ago. And I was dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded about all the companies that I had given access to. And in my mind, unwittingly, uh, and I gave them permission to start following me around. And I went in and it took, it was, it was a little bit of work to do this and to figure it out. But I erased those cookies. And as soon as I erased them, all the same companies now are popping back up again and they want to know if they can have access uh, and they want to embed some cookies. And we know this because you and I read uh, from a lot of different websites. There's a lot of websites out there, especially where we get some of our information from. And if you won't let them embed those cookies to follow you around, then they're not going to give you access to the website. What do you see happening here? Because Facebook needs to be on the Apple phone. The Apple phone needs Facebook to be on that phone. It's the most visited app on their phone. Where's this going right now with Tim Cook and Facebook and uh, our good friends uh, that have invented the iPhone? Well, the, the, the issue that brought this to the forefront is Apple wants to create a screening system that looks for uh, child exploitation photos in video and so they are uh privacy experts are going whoa 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 like you're going to start screening everybody's photos and apple is trying to say well no this is in the the name of you know hunting down people and and that are doing abusive things and so we're going to anonymize it over everybody but on the specific cases where we find it, then it goes to law enforcement. That's what they're trying to do. Mm. And so that brought this privacy issue to the front. And that's where Tim Cook sort of did a backhanded smack on the face to, to Facebook because they, they, Apple claims to anonymize your info. So, for instance, if you use the biggest one is, is Google Maps versus Apple Maps. And so what Google Maps does is they create a profile for you that stores everywhere that you go and keeps it associated to your identity. So mm-hmm. if you have 
uh, donmcdonface at gmail.com and you use Google Maps and you have Gmail and then you search for stuff on Google, it takes all that information and your maps and it puts it into this giant file to where it's like, oh, Don went to Ken's Market and he goes there a lot. So he must like groceries or Don went to this exercise gym. So maybe he wants um, vitamin water or whatever. And so it's creating this complicated deal with what you look for online and where you go in real life. Mm. Apple says we don't do that. We don't attach the fact. So if you put you use Apple uh, Maps and I get directions to the gym or directions to a house or a business, it doesn't store it in my own personal file connected to me. It still knows what I did. And it will have a broad, it'll say, here's a 25 to 50 year old male. He makes about this much a year. He lives in Seattle and he goes to the gym, you know, three times a week or whatever that info is, but it's not attached to me specifically. So Apple's trying to move in that direction. Google and Facebook are moving in the direction of each individual person has its own dossier so they can serve up hyper specific ads. Like you just said, and yeah, so Apple defaulted in their latest stuff to say, you have to opt in, not opt out. So the old default was I had to turn it off. I had to tell Facebook, no, you can't track me. Now you have to turn it on. And so they, that is the huge um, rub. And so Facebook is trying to see, do we have enough leverage to put that genie back in the bottle? And Apple's sort of like, Dude, check our bank account. We have billion, tens of billions of dollars in cash in the bank. We don't, we're not going to bow to you. Hmm. Where do you land on that? Because a lot of times technology, they just get it wrong. And I know that from calling Xfinity, and I shared that story in our last podcast. Every time I talk to a bot, I end up, I end up yelling at the bot. Uh, and, and I'm like, and then I go back and I'm like, okay, the bot can't understand you. This is not a human being. Why are you yelling at the phone? You're yelling at My, I land on that we got it wrong. The concept was wrong. The internet, when it came out big time, it was like, oh, cool. Everything's going to be free. We want this stuff to be free. And um, because of, there was this huge desire for that, people tried to figure out, well, somebody's got to pay for this. And so they went to the advertising model. I think had at that juncture, if they had done the micro payment model, which has been floating around, we've talked about this before, that we would have a very different universe. And in the micro payment thing, uh, you know, you and I, maybe we put 20 bucks in our account online. And so if I want to read an article on the Washington Post, maybe that article cost me half a cent. And I like click on it and it's like, this article is half a cent. That other article is a penny. And maybe if I'm following the Seattle Seahawks, Maybe it's going to be a quarter for me to follow that content. But I, and I'm going around, and if I'm on social media, maybe it costs me a half a penny every time I log in or whatever it is. We didn't want to do that, though, because the critics were like, well, what about low-income people? What you're going to do is make the Internet only available to rich people, and the poor people are going to be boxed out. And so they said, we, we instead want to use this advertising model. And so it's it's gotten so specific and so invasive and the technology was so advanced that the government uh, and these senators that are in their 60s and 70s and 80s they just didn't understand it so they they kind of got away with murder and now we're trying to unwind that what's the unring that bell yeah. it's very difficult to do yeah all right let's talk more uh, on the side of this
Hi, this is Therese, the new buyer specialist for all of you in the Ronadon Nation. If you're going to win a house in such a competitive market, you better have a good strategist. And that's what I specialize in. When you're ready to sit down with us, go to ronadonsitdown.com. And now back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Again, if you uh, need our help and you are on the buy or sell side, uh, we got a great team here. Ron and I are involved in every single transaction. You just heard Therese. She's a great buyer's agent. Just reach out to us, uh, ronandonsitdown.com. We'll do a sit down today. And if you'd like that book for yourself or a friend, a buyer's playbook, a seller's playbook, we've written these just for you. They're eBooks, easy to get. We'll load you up with free. It's free. Nothing wrong with free. Straight Ron, Ron at Windermere.com, and we'll get those out today. Cool study coming out of Chicago. Uh, they wanted to look at a nutritional index, especially now that we're getting on the, well, I don't know if we are on the other side of COVID, but uh, I think COVID for forever changed the way our relationship with food. And I think for a lot of us, uh, because we ended up not moving around, just not naturally moving around, a lot of us has gained weight, and now we're working to try to get that weight off. So out of Chicago, they took this nutritional index. They looked at 5,000 different types of food. And in looking at the food, they tried to determine – uh, would this food help or hurt? In other words, could it add more years to your longevity and your life expectancy, or could it take those years away? Uh, and here's what's kind of interesting. I don't know if you're a hot dog person or not. I'm a hot dog person. Maybe maybe one time a year I eat a hot dog, a couple times a year, especially if I'm going to have the guys over and uh, we're going to watch some football. I might throw a couple bratwurst on. I love bratwurst. I love sausage. I love cured meat. If you left it up to me, I would eat it every day, all day, three meals a day. I love it. And I love it so much that I, I don't put it in my house unless I know, again, that guys are coming over or we're ha- going to have some folks over and I'll celebrate with it because otherwise I would eat bratwurst morning, noon, and night if you allowed me to do that. Italian sausage, meatballs, all that stuff. Forget about it. Anyway, the study said for us hot dog lovers out there, look out, because it takes away uh, possibly about 35 minutes of longevity just by eating one hot dog. Wh- so, which 35 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Now, here's what's interesting. If you like chicken wings, I like chicken wings. Do you like chicken wings? I like things extra crispy, though, that have carcinogen gins, so that's not always smart, right? But chicken wings will take away 33 3.3 minutes. They got it down to 3.3 3. 3. 3 minutes of your life. If you want to add some time, though, to your life, what about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You eat a peanut butter je- jelly sandwich, you could add about 25 minutes to your life if really? you want to do that. That's interesting. Foods like salted peanuts, baked salmon, and rice with beans, also associated with great gains, somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes of your life. And really, I think what this comes down to is what we've all known for a long time. And it's one of the reasons why when you shop, you're supposed to shop in that outer ring of the store. Even though most of the stores I go in now, the outer ring has a lot of beer, uh, has a lot of uh, pretzels, and it also has a lot of wine. So I try to stay away from that outer ring as much as I can. But there is just so much processed food uh, in our fridges, and when we stop through a drive-through uh, in the morning, if you're going to grab a breakfast sandwich, it is really hard sometimes to eat healthy, uh, and sometimes it can be rather expensive if you let other people do the healthy cooking for you. And it's one of the reasons why people will go online, and I've and I've done this. In fact, I got mine the other day, uh, and you can get these 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 little uh, compatible uh, compartment uh, meal trays. 
And you can do what a lot of my friends do on a Sunday where they just sit down and they just create meals for the week. And they say, if I have these meals on hand, number one, if I've done it myself, I know what's in there. It's not a bunch of processed food. It doesn't cost as much because if you eat if you eat a lot of these prepared meals, some of them are crap for you because in order for them to freeze those meals, they've added so much sodium to them. Uh, so they're not fresh and they're not great for you, even though you're, you think you're eating well. Um, so it's just a commitment that people have made, some of my friends have made, and they say they feel better as a result of doing that. Uh, you try to do that before, kind of meal plan. Uh, what, what say you, and do you feel like you're, you're adding years or taking years away uh, when it comes to processed food? I, this was a clever way to reframe up the same information. So I think, I, mean, I think people realize if I have hot dogs every day and don't eat any vegetables, that that's bad. But they've framed this up into this matrix. I think it was the University of Michigan framed it up in this matrix. It's like, okay, let's say you do have a hot dog, and so now you're minus 35 minutes. Well, what could you do to, to make those minutes back or get on the positive side? And so I think it's, it's sort of this gamification of nutrition. And if that's the way your mind works and that helps you to, to make better choices, that's great. I think, I think these nutritionists and people in general that work in these fields – all they're trying to do is give a framework that will connect with the most amount of people. And so whether that is this system where you think of it in terms of a net gain or a net loss, or if you work on, you know, if you're a carb guy and you're like, Oh, if I stay under this many carbs, then I'm good. And if I'm over that many carbs, then I'm going to gain weight, whatever that matrix is that helps you stay there, then that's what they want to do. So this one is clever because it puts things down to the exact minute, like you said, mm. and it's easy to make choices. Once you, if you kind of memorize the top ones in your diet and go, oh, that one's minus 30, but this thing is plus 30, I'm going to go with the plus, then, then that's a net positive. Still not going to make me eat kale. Like I know that kale <laughs> is going to be a net plus. Don't no. like kale. I've tried it in smoothies. I've tried it in salads. I've tried it like steamed. In Chips. I mean, chips, I, I will eat some, oh, kale chips? Yeah. Kale chips are okay. As long as they're, they're drowned in guacamole. They're not really <laughs> chips. They're just sort of like, you yeah. know, kale papers. Yeah. But no, I think it's it's an interesting way to look at it. I have, uh, I tried that meal prep stuff for a little while. It's after like day three, you're like, I'm not eating this again like seven days in a row. Because <laughs> now at, at day five and six and seven, it's horrible. It's been sitting in that little <laughs> container for five days in your yeah. fridge. It's just the worst. Yeah. Anyway, trying to be more mindful with our brains and our hearts and our nutrition. So, hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 306. We so appreciate it. And thanks for helping us as we've been licensed brokers at Windermere. We're having an incredible year this year. And that's really thanks to you because you trust us. You know this is a referral business and you've been referring a lot of business our way. So, in fact, we're going to have to have a kind of a referral party and invite you guys to come because because uh, we want to say thank you. We really do. So anyway, uh, if you need us, just reach out, ronandonsitdown.com. We can sit down today and also get signed up for the newsletter at ronandonsitdown.com, and that way we can stay in touch with each other. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for giving us a five-star review. Thanks for writing something cool. That really helps us out in the algorithm, okay? Keep your head up. Keep your shoulders back. See you next time right here. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. See Charlie. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Olay! Only. 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 Only.
only on the Ron Don Radio Network.